Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast. Okay, so maybe you went to the arcade and played whack-a-mole as a kid, and here you are as a parent, and it suddenly feels like I'm playing whack-a-mole with my teen. Every time I turn around, there's something else coming up, one thing to the next. Uh, With teens and even adult kids, it seems like there are issues and there are problems, and it's a never-ending story, seemingly, but there is hope for those parents, Danny, who feel like they're playing whack-a-mole. There is. Uh, We're constantly responding as parents, right? And especially the teen years as they're uh, trying to navigate friendship issues, dating issues, work demands and things happening at, at work, happening at school. I mean, there, there are a variety of things coming at our teens that are new. And then as adult children, even more so. And, uh, and they tend to spill out into, into us as parents. They want to either consult or we're responding to something, poor decision-making that our kids are doing. And many parents take shame and blame for what their kids are doing wrong and uh, many times try to take on the fact that their kids are making really good decisions, and it's all on them. But really, it's our kids. We pour into our kids, and they get to make their own decisions and go on their journey of making mistakes and failing and also successes and doing well. And what we want to do is come on that journey with our kids Mm -hmm. and process, hey, great decision you made, and also, hey, poor decision, and what are you going to do next? I wonder what's going to happen next. That's the whack-a-mole that they're talking about. I love that. It's a it's a good analogy that we are constantly responding, not reacting to, but responding to something to help your teen learn about life. And that's where we get to participate in a very active intentional And we want to remind you that as a kid, it was fun for you to go to the arcade and play whack-a-mole. There is a joy in the journey for us as moms and dads, and a great privilege to be there to counsel our kids and pray for them. Here's Jim Daly talking with Jody Burnt about this very thing. Now, in the book, you refer to this parenting phase, which, again, I'm just about to experience. (laughs) So you're teaching me along with probably thousands of others right now that have teenagers in the home still. But you kind of compare adult children to playing whack-a-mole. Now, I I feel like teenage years are kind of whack-a-mole. I think whack-a-mole could be at any phase. If if you have more than one child, you're playing whack-a-mole because as soon as you get, you know, one where you think, okay, we're squared away, we're on a good path, you know, another issue pops up and you just spend your life whack-a-mole, but it's okay. (laughs) Now, in that regard, you know, you think of the perfect parent. Oh, who is that? God himself. Okay, yeah, that's good. So he had two children, (laughs) and he seemed to have to play whack-a-mole as well when it came to Adam and Eve. I mean, describe that. All of us. You talk about the formula. The Lord had it. He knew what was right for them, and they disobeyed him. And it's kind of the pattern when you're a parent. You do feel a little more sense of where God was at, I think, with Adam and Eve and humanity. But, you know, we get so much encouragement from the Lord and his parenting because, sure, just like Adam and Eve, we all stray and our kids stray, and yet we see God's limitless love and that nothing we do can ever diminish that love for us. And I try to draw, you know, inspiration and strength for that as I parent my own children saying, hey, don't be surprised when they take a walk on the wild side and make a step here or there. We all do. We're all like yeah. that. But I want to be like the Lord and just love, love, love. Mm. And I love that he has, I say there's not a need we'll face in parenting or any of life that he hasn't already experienced himself and anticipated for us and provided for in his word. I want to move it that way because that's where the nitty gritty is. Mm. Uh, parents, you know, we have limited control and influence. I mm. don't know that we realize that. I right. think we come out of an 
a period when they're small that you do have a lot of influence mm-hmm. and control. Yeah. And then you want to exert that at 13, 14, 15, right when they're trying to move right. away from that control. Right. right. Describe that lack well, of influence. I love, actually, a friend sent me a poem just this week, and she said, um, I won't quote the poem right, but the gist of it was, when you were little, I um, touched you and I covered you with a blanket, tucking you in. Now you're grown, you're out of my reach, and I'm covering you with my prayers. That's a good And one. I just loved that image because... If our kids are still in the home, they may still be out of our reach emotionally, psychologically. They might not want to hear what we have to say. And then they're older. They might be physically out of our reach, but they're never out of God's reach. And I love that he invites us to partner with him. You know, he, we know he's sovereign. He's got good plans, good purposes, but he wants us involved in the way he invites us to partner with him is through prayer. Yeah. I'm thinking of some parents, not that uh, I would ever do this, but you pray <laughs> about tucking in and all that. Right. Then when they're teenagers, you're praying for that opportunity to lecture. Lord, give me that chance to really lay <laughs> it down for him. <laughs> and uh, I want to get to that part at some point, but uh, because it is so uh, easy for us to say, hey, this is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Can't you see it? Why don't right. you see it? Right. And you know, sometimes, don't you think God says that to us? <laughs> oh, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, yes, yes. But I just, you know, I love what um, my friend Jeannie Cunyon, I think she's been a guest on your show. She wrote Mom Set Free. And she has a line. She says, we are significant in our children's lives, but we're not sovereign. And, you know, as parents, we beat ourselves up thinking, oh, I missed this opportunity. I didn't do this right. Or we might pat ourselves on the back of our kids do something well and we think yay mm-hmm. us but in neither case do we deserve the blame or yeah. the credit our kids are individual people just like we are and they're going to make their own choices and we can be significant we can pray we can counsel we can as you say pray for the opportunities for our kids to listen to us um, but it doesn't always happen but we can't carry that burden yeah it's so true isn't that an interesting thought that Adam and Eve had the perfect parent, but they still had problems? Uh, it should be comforting, Danny, to uh, those of us who think, I'm doing everything I can, but it's not working. They're not turning out the way I want them to turn out. And if we look at Adam and Eve's story, trust came into question. And that's what we can be working on in our relationship. God, God gave them everything, and yet they still chose something because they, they themselves lost trust in the Heavenly Father that loved them. And there was a central core that was brought into question in that story. And we know that with adult children, there are a lot of opportunities for poor decision-making out there for them, at their disposal, in their menu of options, mm-hmm. right? And on our counseling line here at Focus on the Family, I've, over the years when I served there, that was the, the issues with, the, with adult children was the number two most frequent call on mm-hmm. our counseling line. Yeah. Parents are struggling with this. And we want to, you're not alone if you have a, an adult child making poor decisions. And what you want to, to do is still stay active, not shame your adult child, ask questions, be involved, pray for them diligently, uh, listen attentively to where they're at, and maybe do some reflection with them. Hey, what I heard you say is mm-hmm. this. And sometimes that can even bring some truth. And ask for God's guidance and wisdom as you speak into your adult child's life. You have a lot less control, but still have a lot of influence. Yeah, and don't judge. (laughs) You know what? They're going to take a different opinion than you on some things. Don't judge, but rejoice that they actually are independent and thinking things through on their own. Well, uh, certainly prayer is a foundational thing that you and I can do for our kids. And Jody Burns' book, Praying the Scriptures for Your Adult Children, 
has some great prayers for you to use for your grown-up kids, we'll send a copy of that book to you. It's our thank you gift when you make a donation of any amount to Focus on the Family. Just head to the website or give us a call. We've got details in the show notes. And that Danny mentioned the counseling line. We do have really caring Christian counselors. They're great. They'd be happy to talk through things with you. Schedule a time with them when you have us on the phone, or we've got a Find a Counselor tool uh, that we'll link over that'll help you find somebody in your own area uh, that you can visit with on a regular basis. Next time, we're going to hear more from Jody about praying for your adult child. For now, I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire parenting team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Podcast.